there's some people that are just into it and are willing to give it. And you hear these stories of people that don't have any family members or anything. And then they like leave like their entire estate to like the humane society and stuff like this, or like different organizations. Yeah. They leave, leave it to the cats or the dogs. <laughs> my dad always threatens he's going to leave his entire estate to the dogs. And I'm like, awesome. Cause they're my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. My name is Vero. And I am Haidushka. Haidushka. Or Heidi, as you guys can call me. (laughs) And today we're going to boop snoots. We're going to boop snoots. We're going to boop snoots. We're going to talk about Halloween. Yes. But before we talk about Halloween, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are pet-friendly breweries, so bring your snoots! They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Thank you. And you can find our sponsor's details in this episode's description. Now... We're for sure, you guys are for sure going to hear some borking in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah? Have you got yeah. the uh, the borking choir practice tonight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's got them borking? Everything. Yeah? The leaves Everything falling off the tree? <laughs> the, little, the little mice running on the street? Yes. The wind in the trees? Oh, no, it's the just pe- a leaf. But it looked like a mouse. <laughs> Oh, my God. So although it is that time of year, we will get to our Halloween thing in a sec. But I wanted to talk about an article that we read. And and it came out a few weeks back. But I wanted to sort of address it because it's very interesting on uh, Canada. For for Canada in terms of dogos. Yeah. So this is Canada. 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 Canada or Cantonada. <laughs> um, so my husband sent me this article and the title of it is Rescue Organizations Want Canada to Reverse Its New Ban on Street Dogs from Over 100 Countries. Oh, I have another one. 
Oh, you do? Can nada. <laughs> <laughs> can nada more dogs <laughs> coming from these countries. Okay, sorry, Heidi. that's totally fine so um dog rescue organizations in canada hope the federal government will have a change of heart uh over its ban on street dogs from over 100 countries so vera and i read through this article really quick before starting the show and basically what their concern is there are like canine variants of rabies from like specific countries and stuff and that even if like one or two make it into the country like rabies is a fatal thing once you start showing signs and symptoms of it for humans and doggos Mm -hmm. yeah so it's so it's like another contagion it's another little pandemic that rabies little (laughs) rab 19 (laughs) (laughs) foaming at the mouth um but um so I don't know, like, I get both sides of it, like, I really do, but, like, when you read into the article a little bit, some of these organizations are talking about the work that goes into bringing these dogs over, so it's not like they go over there, round up a bunch of dogs, and are like, all right, let's go, we're going to Mm -hmm. Canada, Um, (laughs) but, uh, like, they, they spay them over there, they give them all their shots, they do testing to see if they have any, like, rabies precursors or whatever, so... I don't know if it's that they had to do this because maybe there's organizations or there's people who are sneaking the dogs in, but like, I don't know how you sneak dogs in. Like, I don't know. Mind you, I have to say that, like, I think I spoke about this once on the show before that um, there is paperwork that you have to get done if you're traveling with your dog. And most of the people didn't even ask to see it. And with like, you know, the state of the world and traveling right now like who knows and i don't know whether these companies charter a flight of their own so if they're able to do that somehow then maybe it's like the paperwork and stuff like that is kind of like who knows maybe in some of these countries they talk about they're paying off guards and stuff like i don't know but i feel that like the types of people that are going to rescue dogs aren't doing this like willy-nilly like they're very dog knowledgeable Mm -hmm. they probably know what they're looking for they probably have experience working with teams like caring for dogs like in their health and stuff like that and anyways they they are associated with vets in those countries yes and but they usually bring a vet with them too when they go on these like Mm -hmm. rescue missions and stuff like that so like and, and it said, like, there was even a quote from, I think it was the um, uh, the former, the vet association's past president, like, said, like, no, he does kind of agree with the ban and th- that there is, like, some risk that is there when you're bringing in dogs from other countries. But, like, I don't know. It ki- I kind of go back and forth on the article. Like, I agree. Like, and I think about this all the time. Like, you're not even allowed to bring in plants and stuff like this for risk of, like, mm-hmm. spreading, like, different things. So, like, with an animal that's, like... But like when it once it comes into Canada, that's not its final destination either. It's probably going to be moved around a whole lot, and that's how disease spreads, right? Like traffic yes. and movement of people and going through different homes. So if you find out, like you know, after the fact, he's got the ribs, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the foamy mouths. Then maybe at that point, the dog has already been through like two families or like two organizations or three fosters, and like like you know what I mean? Like you just never know. Yeah. Did they say that they did bring a dog in that had rabies in the yeah, article? There were, um, yeah, so there was one that said in both July 2021 and January 22, 
um, the CFIA, which is the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, who's responsible for like this area, like animals, like imported animals and stuff like that. Laboratory in Ottawa confirmed two cases of dogs imported to Canada that were infected with a canine rabies virus variant dog rabies the email said noting rabies is over 99 percent fatal for humans and dogs once they start to show symptoms hmm. so it says the importation of even one rabid dog could result in transmission to canadian humans pets and wildlife yeah so for sure like when there's risk and if you don't have to and like you know <laughs> like this is such a controversial topic for me because it's kind of like there's plenty of strays within North America itself. Like, yeah. Do we need to do like these Manitoba? Huge... <laughs> yeah, it's like the Manitoba. And do we need to be importing dogs for people? But it is like when you read it and when you hear about like the conditions. And I think we did a show once on like the dog festivals that go on in some of these countries or the meat trade in like different mm-hmm. countries and stuff like that. Um, and do you want to know what the other thing of this too, is that it's not even just rescue organizations that are importing dogs from these, uh, countries. It's, um, a lot for research. They're like importing them in. So it's not like they're going to be treating them a whole lot better necessarily. That's true. Depending on the, depending on the company. It is. It's very sad. And you read like the stuff, like they were saying, like, I guess one of these organizations was going to Cairo, Egypt. Oh, and that they were saying that, like, lots of people, like, dogs are, like, pests to them out there, right? So, like, they're saying, yeah. like, you'll, you'll walk outside your house and there's, like, literally poison dogs in the streets. And that's not even some of the worst treatment that they get. And That's where the Golden Rescue gets all their rescue from, goldens. Cairo. From Cairo? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, yeah. I know they, they had many <laughs> up for adoption lately. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was the last one. And the other thing that surprised me about this article was like the sort of swiftness in which this bill was passed or ban was passed because it said like September 28th, they don't care of when people got their permits or anything. September 28th was the cutoff. So I don't know. To me, I don't feel like there was a lot of lead in time. So there could have been people who were who had already spent money, who had already put in like all the effort, time money and stuff like that into organizing one of these trips and now like you're just literally cutting them off at the knees like I don't know I don't know how I feel about it either uh it's it's yeah it's controversial like to me like you know having rescued dogs and stuff like that but mind you the dogs that I rescued were from rat her right here in Canada (laughs) rat her her and depending on like where they're coming from because we had a friend once who adopted a dog like a pot cake I think but this pot cake I'm telling you man was like it it was a feral dog like it did not trust people these people didn't know what they were doing with the dog yeah it was just like a disaster like this thing did not trust humans did not want to come close to humans didn't have the time to adapt to like a human situation and uh it was like just like super tricky yeah yeah some of them it's can tricky. Be tricky it's tricky 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 <laughs> but um 
But yeah, like I agree with some of the organizations and stuff, like for sure. Like I do like the, like the Eastern pot cake, but I, it sounded like some of these countries, it said a hundred, but it, I didn't mention, it said it was mostly in Africa, South America, and I forget where else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Asia, so I China. think a lot of the uh, pot cake areas, um, they can still rescue. Yeah. There's some countries in Africa, America and Caribbean but there are definitely still some areas in the Caribbean islands that they can still rescue pot cake pot cakes from. And then there's some areas in Asia and the Middle East and Eastern Europe that are included. So I mean there's still some areas that can they can rescue dogs from, but definitely some that you know that I've heard about and now they can't anymore. And an example is Cairo, Egypt. Uh, for the the um, Golden Rescue Organization, which is too bad because they they bring in so many cute little golden ret- golden retrievers. Can you hear that squeaky borkin? Oh, some borks! Yeah, I like. <sighs> I, I, and I think we've talked about this before where I go back and forth on it and stuff like that. But it just, to me, it does seem like a lot of effort when you think about like a plane, like getting a plane, getting all these dogs, doing all this stuff. Like, I wonder how they are funded and if it's like non-for-profits and stuff. Like, I think there's people that just love animals out there. And like, well, as we saw, like at the pet expo, mm-hmm. there's some people that are just into it and are willing to give it. And you hear these stories of, people that don't have any family members or anything and then they like leave like their entire estate to like the humane society and stuff like this or like different organizations yeah they leave, leave it to the cats or the dogs <laughs> my my dad always threatens he's gonna leave his entire estate to the dogs and I'm like awesome because they're my dogs <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, speaking of your dad any um any emails, any emails? <laughs> no 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 good ones anyways there was just one just saying that he wasn't going to be there to walk them because he was heading up to the cottage but <laughs> <laughs> i will let you know trust we me. definitely it, need like an email segment on our show yeah. <laughs> we, we do we need to call it something cool we do <laughs> horse's borks <laughs> <laughs> my dad's name is horst a very very german noble name horse but like a horse <laughs> No, horse horsed with a T. Oh, horse with a T. Horse. Horse. <laughs> horse <laughs> borks. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I don't know. Do I agree with the ban? Yes. No. Maybe. I'm the same. I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, Is it worth the risk? Probably not. It's happened yeah. already. Yeah. With everything that they do have in place now they don't say which organization it was so maybe yeah maybe it's something that they're not doing correctly have you talked to the the eastern pot cake people did you ask if this was affecting them um i did not but um i was just saying the countries some of the caribbean islands like cuba dominican republic um, (gasps) they're affected but like turks and caicos Looks like they're okay. Okay. So Antigua, still okay. Yeah. So I'm, I might be affected a little bit, but. Yeah. I think I to- told you the story before, but we are like a family of animal lovers, like for sure. 
and my my youngest son definitely loves the animals like big time and always has and always will anyways and when we went on a trip to, to the dominican like we it was like one of the first nights that we were there and um my son and I were walking, my older son and I were walking along the beach and uh, we went to go, there was like a nice hammock and I was like, oh, let's go sit on the hammock, like by the beach, listen to the ocean, blah, blah, blah. And um, we went around the corner and then all of a sudden there was like these three dogs there. And I was like terrified because like, I didn't know, like, are these friendly? Are these wild? Like I didn't. And so I'm like, let's mm-hmm. just slowly back away. And we like slowly back backed away. And then we saw people come along and people started feeding them. And it just seemed like they wouldn't get close to anybody, like by any means, like you could not, not get close enough to pet, but you could get close enough to throw some food down and like, for sure, like they were eating and stuff like that. But I was just wondering, like, I can't even like thinking back to that now, like it was funny because I texted my younger son. I'm like, I texted my husband and said, tell him we're down by the beach and there's dogs here. And he came like running. He's like, he's on his way to you. And he like literally sprinted. <laughs> and, and I think I told you this story before, but he got there and he like took one look at them and he's like, this is so sad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I know, buddy. I'm like, but look, people are feeding them. Like, I'm sure they come here every night. And at, from that moment on my my younger son ordered room service a plain chicken breast every night cut it up and go down to the beach and feed the dogs which I'm sure like plenty of people were doing but anyways looking back to that I can't imagine like how you go about like capturing these guys like is it like with the old like dog catcher's net or like is it like a lasso type thing where it's like you get it around them and then like pull them and then the like just to me, it feels like it would take so long to acclimate a dog like that to like a household in North America. Yeah. You know, just like we saw with my friends. <laughs> and then in winter, they're before. like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, what? <laughs> the worst. Where I want to go take? back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Sorry, we have I to go. South every winter because my dog just cannot deal with the winter. <laughs> We're snowbirds. We're snowbirds. We're snow, snow dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I find that like very interesting. Like I, I would love to watch a video or whatever on like how exactly they do this. And there's plenty of videos out there and lots of different organizations. And I hope it hasn't. Um, I think there's a way for them to pivot. <laughs> pivot and (laughs) rather than rescuing them and taking them back maybe it's going there and looking at trying to change legislation like the dog meat trade and like that kind of stuff or how some of these companies go about acquiring these dogs for like research or other you know like nasty motivations of different kinds you know what I mean yeah but um I think there's still work for them to do or they can just change again. They need to think, okay, well, we can't be mobilizing these dogs, but maybe we can go over there and put sanctuaries in place or until like the ban changes or educate people on like not poisoning dogs or like go around and do like the just spay clinics where it's like you spay, 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 neuter, 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 neuter. Space, 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 neuter, 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 neuter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think there's still good work that can be done there it, rather than taking them back to the country. So I I hope that organizations aren't discouraged and that mm-hmm. 
they go out there and do that. The only thing that is that like bringing a dog back and then somebody purchasing it is what maybe funds like some of this stuff. But je ne sais pas. There's other ways to find funding. They're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to get creative. Yeah. We have to sit down and be like, what do we need to do for these snoots? (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering like how people poison these dogs. Like, Oh, is it like, like us when we find like a mouse in our house and we're just like, I would say whatever. so. I would, <laughs> I would bet you anything that it is, it's just like rat poison. Cause they're going to go with the cheapest thing in like these countries, right? They're, it's not like yeah. they're going to go about humanely. But is that how like, they feel about them? Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. And maybe some of them are like little mouses, but like, ugh, I can't imagine just walking down the street and seeing like dead dogs, like everywhere that would suck yeah that would suck and you know these and like i said if you want to read this article um the the people who belong to these organizations definitely have some heartbreaking pictures to Mm -hmm. put in your head which um not like actual pictures but just describing the situation for in some of these countries so anyways i think it i think there's still work that can be done there, but obviously they're going to have to figure out something different. How this is going to affect their organizations. Yeah. 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 I always see, um, I follow the organization that saved Millhouse on Instagram. He's mm-hmm. from Manitoba and they often post like pictures of the dogs that they found, like where they found them. Mm-hmm. And some of them is just like heartbreaking. It's like they were too late, or oh. Like, oh my god, and they're just so tiny. And I'm just like, oh, is it like it those vi- so videos that that you see on the internet sometimes, where it's like their fur's matted and they've been chained up somewhere for like God knows how long? And no, this is like and... these little like tiny puppies. Oh God, yeah, like five six weeks old, and they they found them, and they're like they were too oh. late, or. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, they're so tiny. I just like, it's just so inhumane. Like even when, even when you think about like like animals that are pests, like here to us, so like mice or rats. Yeah, yeah. Some people, put, a lot of people, put out poison and stuff. Like that's fine, but a lot of people use live traps, or they go around and they like. <laughs> close stuff off to make sure it's not coming into your house or whatever like that's fine but like I guess like with mice and stuff but even like with squirrels and stuff like that like you would never put it in a situation where it is to suffer yeah you know Ugh. like I can't if I found like a whole family of squirrels I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna put them like in a plastic bag tie it off and throw it off the side of the highway like to me like that is like <laughs> literally like the Dahmer series type stuff you know but there's people yeah. who do this though it's it's the same thing as the box of like f- five week old puppies like what do you think is gonna happen you know yeah like our box of kittens or like whatever like just a like it's one thing if you put it like on a step of like a fire station like cool yep or the humane society yeah go for it put on a mask to hide your face or do what you ever got to do go drop it off where you know people yeah. are going to care for it yeah but to like on the side you of know the what road. I mean it's just like but sometimes I think like in Manitoba there's a lot of kind of like street dogs and it's oh, just yeah? like a mother that gave birth and this one just kind of fell behind or I don't know I think I think this is people just letting their dogs go 
and stuff. Like I can remember like, so we have um, a farm in the middle of our city here. It's called the Ottawa Experimental Farm. And there's like, they do a lot of education there. It's like they're affiliated with the university for trying like different agricultural studies stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I can remember going on a tour once when my kids were young and they were telling us how many people like let let their pets go like at the farm like cats kittens like they get like hundreds like per month oh my god of of people that just go and abandon it there so like I get it and I think I remember telling a story once too like farms are another common place where people go to abandon animals or and if there's cats like in the barn and they're starting to like overpopulate and there's too many of them and I think I told the story before because my husband's family comes from a farm and it was my father-in-law's job to get a big a big bag like a burlap sack gather as many cats as he could into it with rocks at the bottom of it and go throw it in the river oh my god (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad but it's practical because they they don't have like farmers are busy people they don't have time to be like oh well let's put out some live traps and like let's go and they can't like take it to the meat site but again like this is what i'm saying is that there's plenty of problems right here in north america that could help with these types of things Mm -hmm. you know yeah you know but um and if it's in manitoba like i can remember one of my colleagues used to donate to this organization that was in the south that would make shelters like dog shelters so at least they had a safe safe place to go so same thing like they could like you could become an organization that makes like little like standalone like dog huts where at least they have shelter from the winter it's insulated so it's warm you could put like water make some sort of rainwater catch system so that they have water to drink of inside the yeah the little dog shelter um and that could be one way of keeping them that way like yeah they might not you can't put food out there because then you're going to attract all kinds of animales but anyways but um yeah for sure stuff to think about let's go save them all i wish i could save them all Oh, I know. We we have her plan for when we win the lottery. Yes. Don't you worry. <laughs> when All is right. that? When are we winning the lottery? Soon, soon, soon. It's got to happen anytime okay. soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the topic of articles, my husband also sent me another article. This is what's great about having a thoughtful husband. He's like, here, talk about this on your podcast. Some articles. Here, talk about this. Here's some article. Every time he sees one, he just sends it my way. So this one was from the Ottawa Humane Society. And the title of this one is Ottawa Humane Society says not to dress up pets for Halloween. Hmm. Pets can get tangled or even choke on straps and different pieces of costumes. They said putting an animal in a costume is entirely for the entertainment of people. They are not wrong in saying that. <laughs> I mean, just it is. hop on, just just hop on Instagram for a hot second there, peeps. Like, it's like thanks. <laughs> no offense to this dude. I hope he's not listening to us right now. But anyways, it's just like um, obvi, obvi there, dude. Yes, <laughs> yes. Why would it? Yes, be? that Come is on. why we do it. <laughs> and it's hilarious and cute and amazing. And people like literally make their livelihoods off of it. But yeah, whatever. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Anyways, and it says, um, animals don't know what costumes are, and a costume only has risks and no benefits for the animal. Well, <sighs> well, 
I mean, <laughs> it's all true, but it's so, so cute. <laughs> it is. So, so they say pets can get tangled or even choke on straps and pieces of a costume. Costumes can restrict a pet's movement, which can create stress for your pets. And some costume materials can irritate a pet's skin and cause uncomfortable itchiness. And then their suggestions for celebrating Halloween with your animal is to get them a Halloween-themed collar or bandana, to use Halloween filters on social media, which I actually thought was pretty clever. That is, I've never thought about using a filter, like, on my dog, but I am going to. Yeah. So thank you for that article. That's awesome. And if you bring your dog trick-or-treating, make sure they are comfortable around groups of excited people and keep your dog in a secure leash and harness and bring water and treats for your dog. Do you know what I might do this year is I might make some pumpkin based like doggo treats and for my doggos and to give out to doggo trick or treaters. That's such a good idea. And another another suggestion was dress up as a character who has a dog sidekick and that way you can include your dog in your costume without dressing them up. So we did that last year. Yes, you did. Mhm. Yes, you we did. We dressed up as up. So my boyfriend was like the little scout guy. <laughs> yeah. And I was the house. And Ralph was Doug. <laughs> it was so awesome. cute. It was very awesome. And this I... year we're just too far behind. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't know how I feel about this article either. Because, like, essentially what you're saying, like, a lot of costumes are the same thing as putting a jacket on your dog or any of the dog accoutrements that yeah. people buy on the regular. So what are you going to say to all these huge conglomerates? Stop buying, um, stop producing pet clothing, like, of any kind? Like, that's not going to happen either. Yeah. It's not like they're putting stuff that's very, like, hazardous, where they're going to swallow something and choke on it. Exactly. A lot of it is, like, a t-shirt or, like, a hat. Like, I do see what they're saying, but I mean, there's some pretty benign costumes, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. think about it, like, just, like, putting a shirt on your dog or whatever. And, again, you have to use your common sense. So, yes, if you have this hugely intricate costume and that you've never been putting anything on your dog before and now you're wrestling your dog into this thing and he's, like, super stressed and mad at you and it's just the whole experience is <laughs> awful, then, yes, that's not good. That not is not good. good. And, and you're doing it purely for your benefit. However... If you are a huge celebrator of Halloween and you get a dog and you know this, train them and work towards it. Don't just wait for Halloween and be like, guess what? I'm putting you in this. In this thing. And then. Yeah. And and then wrestle them (laughs) into it. And like, yes, they're miserable for the night. And they might bite you. They might bite other people because they're just like, this is the worst. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. And yes, it might be super irritating to them. So again, it's just like about using your common sense. Ralph would not like to be in a costume. He would try to bite it off. Yeah, exactly. But he's so cute in his slush suit. He is. (laughs) He's so cute. Does he try to bite off his slush suit? He's actually not bad. Like once we start walking and when he wears it, like in the house before we go for the walk, it's not so bad. He just shakes all the time. It's like he has something on him and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like they're not like not used to it. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, when he walks and it's like. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. His uh, 
his slush pants are pretty cute. I have to say. <laughs> That's pretty cute. Um, if you look, again, I'm going to go back to Instagram. There are accounts that are entirely made off of, like, dogs in costumes. And the dog does not look like they're in distress. But, again, they're acclimated to it. Like, they were accustomed to it. These people yeah. did work. They regularly put them on. I'm sure they get stuff that fits, like, just so-so and, and all this kind of stuff. Like, very, like so go for it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think it's abusive to the dog. And if there's, you know... Uh, I don't think they're going to get any, like, sensitive issues buying Louis Vuitton clothing, which you can, by the way, for your small doggies. Crazy. And big doggies. And there's a lot of them that are just, like, very much like like the products that we buy for our dogs. Like, I think I mentioned this product, and, and I me- I'm meaning to get one. I probably don't need one, but <laughs> there's consumerism <laughs> for you. But um, there's this product that when I saw it I'm like man I could have thought of that and been a millionaire right now but it's the dog towel that just you put around them Mm. like a robe so it literally just like there's a big hole for their head to put on it and then it just wraps around their body and for me what makes that perfect is like if you go to the park and your dog decides to be a pig and go lays flat down in the puddle now you don't have to worry about covering your whole car you can just contain it on most of the dog's body so yes their paws are still exposed their head's still exposed but if you put this, like, you're not going to get mud, like, all over your car. It contains it until you get them to where they're going. And, like, I don't, it, it's not intended, I don't think, for long-term use. You can maybe put it around them if they're, like, super cold, if it's getting into the colder months and they hit the waters still or whatever. But it's a good product and it's very loosely fitting. It goes around the dog, like, with the Velcro strap. And um, a lot of costumes are very similar, like... I, I've said this like in previous years before, but I do have a costume for my dogs <laughs> and it's a little nurse <laughs> outfit yes. and it's, and it's loose. It's not restrictive on them at all. And it goes over the head and then there's a little tiny strap that you put around their bel- belly. So it's like a little nurse's costume with like a little skirt, like frilly at the back. And, it, <laughs> and it's very like, you can barely tell what it is because, like, again, I'm not putting anything over my dog's heads or, like, on their ears or having them wear any of that. And people who do that, again, go to the Instagrammers. If you can get your dog to do that, that's great. It's no different than putting a treat on top of their nose and making them hold it for, like, yeah. 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 samesies. It's, it's fair game as long as you're doing it nicely. And, again, you're not wrestling your dog into something when they're clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. No. It's common <laughs> sense. about Ralph when we try to like, I've tried to put like a hat on Ralph and I don't even think it's that, is that, it's that he's like uncomfortable, but I think mm-hmm. he just wants to like grab whatever you have in your hand. Yes. He's just like, when Gibbon sees the nursing outfit, like I have to say, he's like, yeah, he, run away? No. <laughs> <laughs> he just he doesn't even run away. He's just like a head down and like, no, like, don't look at me. Don't look at me with nothing. I know what you want to do. <laughs> if I don't and look I think at you, you're gone. It's, it's the same. Th- and it's kind of like the, like the reaction where it's like, if you, I, I challenge you all to go home and point and laugh at your dog. They do oh, have really? a reaction of like shame. Yes. Hmm. Try it. 
point like just point and laugh at them and see what they do because some of them are just like turn their head or they like do the shame look like they're just like what is this happening or they don't really like it they might have different reactions they might come over and like just lick your finger and be like what is going on here but if you feel like ralph's gonna be excited Well, it's you funny. probably will. You'd be like, what's funny? Okay, that's is funny. That, is there something on your finger? Do you want me to pull your finger? Do you want me to bite your finger? Do you want me to put your finger in my nose? Here's my paw. But, <laughs> but um, yes, getting back to Halloween, I don't find the costumes that much different than any other like dog product that's available. So just uh, if you're thinking about Halloween, just get your dog ready for it and get something that is loose fitting or something that's very easy to put on your dog because chances are they're going to try to take it off on you anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the other stuff, just some like Halloween common sensors. Like, if you have kids, if you're answering the door, if you're, like, again, a huge Halloween person, things you want to watch out for is the chocolat. Yes. You can't leave the that chocolat sh- and the chocolat. sugars. All the sugars and the stuff that's out there. If you can remember, what's the name of the item that's, like, super poisonous to dog that's in a lot xylitol of candy and gum? or something Yes, like it's xylitol. Yes, that is exactly it. So if you have anything with that in it, you want to keep that in mind and keep it away from the dogos. Again, if you plan on celebrating uh, Halloween, a huge Exciterama Halloweener. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm having flashbacks to last year where I said Halloweener. But... Um, if you are a Halloweener, um, you want to get your dog used to the doorbell being r- rang over and yeah. over and over again, right? So you might want to do a little bit of training in preparation for that so that you don't have like total chaos, kids, candy, dogs barking, costumes being shredded because like you squeeze them into it. Like it's just set yourself up for success, people. <laughs> set yourself up for success. And there's um, definitely some scary stuff for dogs during Halloween. Yes. I don't know if you've ever, like, seen your dog when you put something different, like, in your living room. Mm. Or they see something and they're unsure. So even lately, I've been walking my dogs and there's these big blow-up things in people's yards. and Yes. And they look at them and they're just like, what is that? And they're, like, unsure. <laughs> and you can see, like, the uncertainty in how their body is and... Exactly. And I'm like, come on, let's go see it. <laughs> or not just that, just other people in costumes or wearing yes. different weird costumes that might be triggering your dog. So Yes, if, and some things plan- make sound like when you walk by. Yes. The Or like like a pac-man yeah noise but there's things like that where like a spider drops down and it makes like weird noises and stuff so for sure like that's like there could be some triggers out there so again you want to do some like of that like um desensitization uh, desensitization socialization but also like a structured walk so that like even if you're going out on halloween and it's the one night a year if you're going out with your kids and you have to take the dog with you um just have them like really well don't take a dog that's going to pull your arm off out on halloween yeah it's too much it's too much people let me tell you the kids the candy the costumes the dog too much too too much too too much too much for the dog too much for you too much for you you won't enjoy it either so yeah yeah (laughs) another good reason to crate train your dog as well yes exactly Mm mm-hmm so think about what you want to do for Halloween and the months leading up to it and then do with your dog as 
you need, whether it's doorbell training, whether it's crate training, whether it's place command where they know they cannot move because you don't want them running and charging the door every time you have to give some little kiddos candy. And just like if if it's all just like too much, then maybe you want to think about maybe being the uh, Halloween Scrooge and lights out, nobody home. Mm-hmm. Have a nice quiet night with your yes. dogo where you can watch a scary movie and they and you can cuddle them on the couch when you're scared. Yeah. Um, so, yes, all the things to think about on Halloween. I put on a mask once and it like just creeped out my dogs like so bad. It's an old lady Ooh, mask. To try that. Yes, try that too. Point and laugh can... and mask. <laughs> <laughs> Point and laugh and then a weird old lady mask and see what they do. <laughs> pretty funny but anyways but yeah like just even getting them like if you have a mask doing that at home so that they're used to it and then you can be like it's just me yeah (laughs) ta-da ta-da it's a me a mario (laughs) get a a mario mask and then just say that repeatedly it's a me me, mario (laughs) yeah well halloween is next weekend is Are that a wrap? A yeah. candy wrap? Is that a Can- candy wrap? It's a candy wrap. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Boop Snoots. And make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I personally personally order all my food for Ralph and Millhouse from Holy Raw, and I have only great things to say about them. Their food, the staff, everything, they're amazing. So we are very thankful to have them as a sponsor. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, holyraw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. And do you want to know what? We, I think we're due for a brew. I think due we're due for, for a brewski. <laughs> due for a brewski. Yes. Mm, I'm sure they have new ones. Oh yes. Even out. if not, I'm I'm happy to have those ones too. This one. This I one. Want this one. <laughs> <laughs> I want this one. Yes. I want this one. We will have to go back very soon. Yes. Well, and until then, join us next week on Liz Boop Snoops. Boop Snoops.